welcome to episode 88 of Sack King's Therapy, a rather special occasion of Sack King's Therapy, although we do wish it came on a better occasion. Uh, we are talking about the Spurs game that happened yesterday on May the 7th. Uh, it was basically the biggest game of the season for the Kings, and had they won, they would have been one and a half games behind the Spurs for that 10th uh, spot because the Sp- as we mentioned the Spurs schedule was rough and the Kings's Kings's schedule was really I want to say easy but nothing comes easy with the Kings but we had a great chance had we won this game but uh unfortunately we did lose but we will get into it because it was an amazing game and with me to go through the game although he did not watch uh the game he did watch the highlights it's wrong oh yes I kind of wish i watched a game maybe things would have gone differently maybe oh fuck <laughs> off get the fuck out of here anyways let... <laughs> anyway so this is a very special occasion because it was such a good game it was it, it had playoff intensity and for the most part king stepped up to the plate spurs stepped up to the plate it, you could just feel like the game was different but guys play differently guys just play with more heart more intensity it, it was a different kind of game. The one I ne- haven't really seen from the Kings, where it was neck and neck the entire game, and guys wanted it. You could tell. But we're gonna for, we're gonna kind of go through it quarter by quarter because this this is one of those games that really deserves quarter by quarter breakdown. Believe me, if I if if I could make a thirty for thirty about this game, I would. Although there honestly isn't enough material, but it's it was that I love this game that much. Um, so to start. Spurs came out with a lot of intensity, like, you know, they're a veteran team, like a lot of guys who have been in the playoffs, some young guys, of course, too, but they, they came out like they want, they knew what the situation was, had they lost this game, and they came out strong, I think the lead was 22 to 12 at one point, I don't have it up yet, but things were actually looking kind of bad to start, but then Terrence Davis checks in, gets four quick buckets, I think it was eight straight points, no, I'm not four straight buckets, but like eight straight points to kind of get the Kings back in it. And yeah, they knew basically the Kings, you know, they came out a little stumbling a little bit and it actually looked bad. But, you know, they kind of, it took a little bit, but they did match their intensity uh, on commentary. Doug was really like trying to get the Kings to double DeRozan to get the ball out of his hands because he was on fire. And uh, yeah. That that was basically the first quarter. Like the Kings started out bad, but managed to pick up the intensity and to match what uh, the Spurs were throwing at them. Uh, and Kings trailed 25 to 21 to end the first quarter. Did you ha- have something? Did you notice something in the highlights for the first quarter? For the first quarter, not really. But you know, overall, I mean, pretty good game uh, starting off, and you know. We'll get to the second, third, fourth, I guess. Uh, I do want to shout out Robert Woodard. He had a really funny jacket. It had like <laughs> it had like a derpy cat face on it, and uh, just shout him out right there. Oh, and by the way, Fox was on the sidelines this game. He is clear of health and safety protocols, but they I think he needs to go through something first, or maybe go get conditioning back before he could come back. Let's just say the Kings really could have used them this game. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it, but. Uh, starting in the second quarter, it, it, it was a very physical game. I have mentioned it was a very, an intense game. The atmosphere was different. It was physical. 
Like there, there were no real cheap fouls. There were some, but like you could just tell, like the ref said, you know what, this is a playoff intensity level game. We're just gonna let the players play. Like there were fouls that were like, wow, there was a lot of contact there. But man, you better finish like a man, because <laughs> because the refs are not gonna bail you out. Um, got a shout out, buddy. He he did ha- he had moments, buddy. He passed really well. He made a lot of, as I mentioned. He has a very good left-handed bounce pass to me. Like, he has good chemistry with Rashawn and, you know, Damian Jones and those guys. You know, he just, he managed to dime up those guys pretty well. And he actually made some pretty, like, good, like, kind of, I don't remember, like, a skip pass read. But, like, his options weren't just limited to throwing to the big man. Unfortunately, Buddy does roll his ankle at uh, the six-minute mark, but he does stay in the game. Although I would have recommended him go to the bench for a little bit because he was hobbling and he had to play defense the next, the next possession. I believe it led to a score because like he was like hobbling, like he looked heavy on that ankle. And, but um, next note I have was that Bagley. Uh, he he actually was very like physical. He was physical and he like drew fouls. It's kind of like what I wish Marvin was a lot more, just kind of constantly attacking the basket. But he wasn't making free throws. I think he started out 0 for three until until he made his fourth. Um, yeah, he got to the line, but he only made I think two for six this game, unfortunately. Um, again, it it is what it is. He's not a good free throw shooter, which does bottle my mind. He's doesn't need to work on it, but you know we'll we'll see. But um, Holmes does pick up his third foul at 3:30. He ends up sitting. Uh, again, I, I, as I mentioned, Kings is playing with a great level of intensity, like easy rebounds, like which usually like end up in the other team's hands. Like if it gets tipped, anytime like the the rebound gets tipped for the Kings, I'm like, oh god, that's going to that's going to the other team. But the Kings, again, play with a next-level intensity. That ball was snatched up by someone because they were all locked in on those rebounds. Like, Jacoperto, like, got, had multiple moments where, like, he actually got the ball, but would, but would end up getting, like, stripped or just the ball just gets knocked away to another teammate. Again, different level of intensity, and you love to see this from the Kings. Um, Terrence Davis had, I think, 15 points uh, at at the two at the 245 mark, I think he ended up 15 points at the half. I do not count, but uh, Demar Derozan I believe had 18 or 20. Again, I don't remember specifically because I, I didn't bother to write them down. But it was basically the Terrence Davis Davis versus Demar Derozan show, and yeah, it, it would kind of be that way for a little bit. But I'll get to it. But Demar Derozan kind of tamp like relative relative to his scoring the first half, kind of disappears for the second half. And Terrence Davis was the spark plug up from the bench uh, for the rest of the game. The, the entire game just continues to be a slugfest. It is going it, – there's not a lot of scoring. There's a lot of good defense. And, again, playoff-level intensity. Like, dare I say, like a, a, similar to, like, a game five, where the both teams just knew it was do or die time. And the stats that kind of, not told the story, but it kind of explains why the game was so close and why, like, it was just such a slog. Kings had eight turnovers, and the and the Spurs were shooting two for 14 from three. And those, and those were kind of the stats that stuck out to me because it was, like, if you, like, just look at one of those stats, you're like, oh, God, it must be a blowout, but... Because because the Kings have eight turnovers, Spurs were shooting god awful from three. 
they basically were tied at the at the uh, at the end of the first half, 52 to 49. And that would not change for a while. The third quarter would just be a continuation of it. Uh, anything anything else you notice from uh, quarter two? Uh, from quarter two, did you notice our uh, defensive rebounding? I felt like uh, during the middle part, mostly, was uh, when we lost a lot of uh, rebounding to the Spurs and they got a lot of second-chance points. Uh, do you think that kind of accumulated uh, with the Spurs gaining the lead? I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, watching the game, I wasn't like, I I wasn't completely locked into that, but I just felt, I felt like they, Kings made a concerted effort to, you know, grab rebounds. Like, I don't think rebounding was as much of an issue as the box score may suggest. I, I know this, I know they got way more, re, like Spurs ended up with way more rebounds than we did. Honestly, I didn't think it was as big a issue, but they did end up with 16 second chance points by the end of the game, or more maybe even. Mm. Like, I'm watching the game, I didn't think it was as big of an issue. Be- because the Kings like to play small a lot of the time, they just tend to give up rebounds. But again, they were fighting for these rebounds. Mm, I see. Well, other than that, this, it seems like the Spurs continue to shoot pretty terrible from free throughout the next couple quarters. Oh, well. I guess we'll get to the third quarter, I guess. I mean, the reality is they don't have that many three-point shooters. Like, Patty Mills is really the only, their only, like, quote-unquote, knockdown shooter. Everyone else is, you know, to say the least, hit or miss. And, like, you can look, I mean, you look at the box score. Like, um, only one guy made more than two, more than one three, and it was Rudy Gay. Although, I will say, crucial threes he made. Yeah, other than Rudy Gay, it seems like the bench didn't do as much as you know the starters i i I actually expected patty mills to have a pretty decent game or even eubanks uh hitting a lot more inside the paint um yeah patty mills had zero attempts from three that was interesting because the the kings collapsed on derozan a lot which wow that's actually pretty amazing that he didn't shoot a single three i'm again again this this was a different level of intensity um for the kings and like they rotated well too and helped each other and like they were in sync for much of the game and yeah you gotta give you gotta give the credit to to the defense they upped that they upped the intensity on that end um so start of the third quarter again i keep mentioning kings are fighting for rebounds again like the rebound gets tipped um like normally ends up in the other team's hands but they were fighting for those rebounds and yeah, they just tipped it to each other, and again, just got to give credit to the Kings for a different level of intensity. It was a pretty back-and-forth game. Like, uh, and the only note I have was that Keldon Johnson was making plays. Like, he was being gar- being guarded by Marvin for a few of those buckets, but like he also did it on Rashawn, where like he just attacked the basket and just scored around them. And I thought this was a pretty crucial stretch, because I actually thought the, the Spurs were going to get separation here. But, like, because Keldon Johnson was just, like, attacking the basket, again, making tough runners and, like, getting layups around, like, usually Marvin and uh, or Rashawn. But, like, he made plays. And, yeah, good credit to him for doing it. And that's kind of where the I thought the game was going to get away from the Kings, but it did not. Um, Kings defense um, continues to be really good. Like, rotations are in point. Switches are really crisp, and they got physical. 
And during the middle of the third, they finally started to get a separation. I think the lead got as big as eight, but the Spurs were able to cut it down to three to uh, end the quarter. Um, anything you want to say about the third quarter? Oh, man, that's too bad that we got cut down from eight to three. But, you know, uh, do you think we should have kept either Marvin or Buddy out uh, from each other since, you know, I mean, due to defense? It seems like uh, from the highlights that I saw were a lot of shots uh, passing Buddy or Marvin most of the time. So Marvin did not play well this game. He, I think he had a stretch, I remember, like where he was really trying to force things. And, like, again, I like him attacking the basket, but he really did force some bad shots. He had one, like, he had one drive where it turned into kind of an air ball, mm-hmm. like, where he just overshot it off a hook. And, again, he was just kind of forcing it, and, you know, I, he wasn't playing well, but I, I thought he should have played more because mm-hmm. the, because Buddy and Wright basically played the entire quarter. I think Wright got subbed out, like, in the last minute, but, like, uh-huh. they played the entire quarter, and I just felt you could have squeezed some Marvin in there. Like, just so, like, whenever Buddy was off the court, like, you could have mm-hmm. squeezed him in there, I felt. But Luke seems to have a thing with Marvin, like, we, where he's just not, he, he has a very short leash with Marvin. And it's unfortunate because, you know, Marvin could have could have really helped it, like, later on, and we will get to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only one for five. I mean, as a, I mean, he, he's trying out there, and he didn't, like, you know, force too many shots, what it seems like, uh, from the highlights, so... I mean, yeah, a few extra shots or, you know, attempts uh, could have probably helped us a little in the short run or long run. I will mention he made one shot and highlights don't show misses. So, so that's yeah, kinda why. that's kind of why. <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree. Like, you should have just let him see, like, put him out there and see, like, what he could do. Because uh, starting with the fourth quarter, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to complain too much about like because I know why they did this, but the Kings to put the put a lineup of right guy and guy Metsu Jones and Davis to start. Now, for the most part, I didn't mind this lineup because guess what? There's no one else on the Kings to play, really. And I did I did catch Kings Twitter like complaining. This was this was a crucial stretch because this was where the the Spurs got their biggest lead of the game and. A lot of it was um, this lineup struggled to score. They went on a bit of a bit of a cold stretch. Kyle Guy made a made a three, and that was basically the only bucket by the Kings for a good two three minutes. And in a game as close as this, this this was a really bad cold stretch. And the the lead got up to as a, a, as much as eleven, and it was off of basically Dejounte Murray. <laughs> Dejounte Murray was was nice this quarter. Like, this is kind of the story of the Kings the entire year. During the fourth quarter, like, they start, they go on, like, a little bit of a cold stretch, and it's kind of started by, basically, the Kings relying a little bit too much on iso ball. And it's either, basically, the plays that they run is that a screen, and then they try to score, and they don't score. Or, like, one pass, and the guy just jacks it up. Like that's that's basically that was basically the offense to start the fourth quarter and it was not good. And on the other side, Kings didn't really like play bad team defense by any means, but the individual defense was questionable to say the least. And you know, Dejounte Murray just you know they would let him get they would let him use the screen and let him get to his spot and he would just light it up for mid range. He and he had he had five shots in in the fourth. 
all of them very crucial. They were just, you know, like they were they were decently contested, like you know, for some of them. Some of them were just like open, but it, it let him get comfortable. They let him just get to a spot, elevate over the defense, and just hit. And kind of just hit shots, and this got this got the Spurs offense kind of going for a little bit, and this this was basically why, uh, and that the the Spurs kind of won the game. The Kings did fight back, but you know, I did see Kings Twitter complaining about why Luke put the lineup of you know right guy Metsu Jones and Davis out there, and then a little bit like two minutes into the quarter, he subbed out right for Buddy to get right some rest. And I mean, the reason why was because, like, who else? Who else is you know is Luke gonna play? The only other guy I see, the only other guys I see on the box score is um, Louis King, Hassan Whiteside, and Jemias Ramsey. Like, you're not gonna play those guys. And like with you know Barnes, Fox, and Halliburton out, you don't really have any depth. So you kind of have to buy a few minutes for Buddy and Wright because they play basically the entire third and you need to get them a rest in there somehow. And I mean, I, I just think Luke's hands were tied in this situation. He had to play guy out there. I know guy ended up with a minus 10, but again, they, Luke had no choice in this, in this case. And yeah, that's basically what ended up happening in this game uh, and the start of the third and Kings looked dead in the water. Um, with six minutes to go, but magically they just go on a, uh, I think it was an 11 and 0 run to cut the lead down to th- no uh, eight and row eight and zero run to cut the lead down to three with 4:20 to go, and um, yeah they they were really close. It, the the lead got as close as one at one point when Buddy kind of jacked up a three and banked it in. You, you saw that in the highlights, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, against Rudy Gay. Against Rudy Gay. And the funny thing was, you, like, during this entire stretch, um, Doug Doug was kind of inc- kind of saying that the Kings need to attack the basket because uh, the, the Spurs were in the bonus. I forgot at what time, but it was like in down the stretch, they were in the bonus. And Doug was telling the team, you got to attack the basket. You got to stop settling for jump shots. And during that play, <laughs> Buddy starts isoing. Doug is basically like, Buddy, you got to attack the basket. No, no, don't pick it up. And you could visibly and audibly hear Doug genuinely kind of get annoyed with the team constantly jacking up shots because, like, yeah, he's right. Like, why are you constantly, like, relying on outside jump shots? In this case, when the Spurs are in the bonus, and honestly, your jump shot is not falling in the fourth. you got to attack the basket. And, yeah, that the closest they ever got was that uh, banked in Buddy 3 to put to basically trail by one point. But DeJounte Murray hits a jump shot. And DeLon Wright, I think, misses a bunny on the next possession. And then Lonnie Walker gets a layup on the next possession. And I think to basically completely ice the game, I think there was a play in between, but I don't remember correctly. But Lonnie Walker gets a running bank shot um, on the right side and basically ices the game. And yeah, after that, it was basically it was basically game over. You could see how tired the players were and uh you know, they were really disappointed. And but, you know, I know a lot of people want to kind of like crap on the Kings for not like closing out the game and that, oh, my God, same old Kings, which is right to a certain degree. But I think this was a really tough game that they played, a really great game that they played. And they matched the intensity of the Spurs and they showed that they could. 
like playing a play, playoff atmosphere, and they stepped up to the plate. And yeah, I don't really have too many complaints. Like, Jajante Murray was great. Lonnie Walker was, you know, great with those two buckets to ice the game. DeMar DeRozan, like, had a great first half. Did not really have much of an effect on the second half. Like, only had, he had seven points, but like, you know, a lot of them all free throws and two of them in uh, crunch time. Or not, not in crunch time, but like, when the game was over. And yeah, like, they, they played a good game. And it's unfortunate, like, they didn't have three of their best players in this game. Chances are the, the result would be different. So I don't have too much to complain about it. Yeah, I mean, whatever we are working with now, I mean, I'm surprised that we even got this close with a almost healthy Spurs team, especially. And, you know, we, we tried our best. I from the fourth quarter and, you know, the whole game highlights, you could, yeah, like you said, you see that intensity that they wanted this game. But, you know, with three, like you said, of our best players out, there's not really much we could do. I mean, yeah, I I don't know what to say. All I could say is, yeah, we played our best and I just we're just going to have to hope uh, for, you know, the next few games and, uh, hopefully we could play uh, as good as what we have before. And, you know, with Fox coming back soon, uh, I, I can't wait to see how he's going to fit in with this lineup because uh, we've been playing with that specific intensity before, but with Fox out there, I don't know how, uh, you know, it'll affect the lineups. Yeah, and... You know, most of the year, um, like Jason Jones talks about this at all. Like Kings don't do not play with any desperation. Like they mm -hmm. just don't understand the gravity of the situation and just like don't bring it. But I felt this game they they brought it. It's in them to do it, but I want to see it like more. And you know, we'll have to wait for next year because the rest of the games won't really matter because Kings are basically out after this. Like. You know, even before, like, you know, they lost this one, like, chances are it was going to be a rough road. Like, had, we, uh, I did see a stat from, you know, credit to Tim Maxwell. He said that the Kings would still have to go four for one or, f yeah, they would have to win four. Yeah, they would have to go four and one for the rest of the rest of the stretch. And the Spurs would have to lose all six. And chances are that was going to be rough even had, you know, we won this game. And, you know. It's great to see this level of playoff intensity that that the it's again it's in the Kings and it'll be interesting how this team functions when everyone comes back if there is going to be a chance for everyone to come back I don't, like well Halliburton's going to be out for the rest of the season Barnes I don't know if if he's going to be back um, you know Fox is probably going to be back but like you're not going to get enough games to see how this is going to work. Like the one of the reasons why this this lineup works is because Delon Wright is the lead guy and he he really did a great job of pick you know being aggressive and picking his spots. I I'm not sure if they can do that next to Fox. And again, these last few games, I don't know how you're going to be able to tell, just because like again the the intensity is not I don't think is going to be there. I would like to see the Kings show some fight down the stretch, but like. I mean, again, it's basically done. You're not playing for anything at this point. So, again, it's hard to tell. So, again, I don't, I don't really know what to think right now. But again, we got a damn good game, 
and it's great to see that the Kings fought hard. I, I know, I know a lot of Kings Twitter were disappointed or like, you know, snark, you know, honestly a little bit snarky about like, you know, again, same old Kings, but again, they showed fight that I didn't think they had. And it, it, it made it for a good product. And I think the Kings could build to something. Um, going into next year. I don't even know if this is going to be like this team could look very different by the by the start of next season. And again, I don't I don't really know what to think in the long term, but it's good to again, it's good to see that the Kings have this in them to be able to, you know, run up the intensity. I mean, the thing I will say about De'Aaron, he has that in him, like the first game in the bubble against the Spurs, ironically, the Spurs, he brought it. Rest of the team couldn't really catch up with him. That was the issue, but like he brought it. Yeah. Well, we're just gonna have to see for next season, or you know, for the rest of the uh, games. Yeah, because uh, really want to see Fox back out there. I mean, um, just to kind of finally kind of close out um this episode. Uh, I I mean, had had the Kings won this game, I would have loved for them to make the ten seed and somehow mm-hmm. play the Lakers. Because mm-hmm. Lakers are going to be in the play-in now, which is all, which is hilarious to me. It, it kind of sucks because, like, you know, LeBron is out, and the rest of the team just seems a little bit disjointed. Some things is, I mean, I still kind of have them to win the championship, but I am starting to kind of doubt it just because are they going to be healthy? Like LeBron's talking about, like, oh, he'll never be 100% and all that stuff. I personally think it's him trying to kind of like weather expectations, but at the same time, like it, it it might be time to worry a little bit about the Lakers. And part of me would have loved to have seen them lose to the Warriors, and somehow, if the Kings could have pulled off a miracle, be beaten by the Kings, <laughs> like that would have been amazing. But that's too bad. It's, it's not gonna happen now. But well, that would have been a fun story. Yeah, that'd be like the cherry on top. You know, Sac Sacramento versus LA, and all of a sudden Sacramento comes back on top. But you know, I don't know uh, how the play-in tournament's gonna play out. You know, after if that ever happens. But you know, we we got this far, and I, at least uh, it's good to know that we we can get to that point sometime someday, and hopefully that could be next year. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't know. I don't have any idea what this roster is gonna look like next year. Um. And honestly, like, if you want to talk about picks now, like at this point, like we're kind of. I will check, but I think we're locked, basically locked into the eighth or tenth pick. And, you know, the the again, I've met, I've done like a little kind of research on the uh on the lottery, and again, it's a it's an absolute crapshoot for the most part. And, you know, I'm not I'm not encouraging anyone to tank at this point, but like it's just I think it's such a crapshoot that for the people that keep saying like, oh, we should have we should have just like purposely lost all these games. If we end up winning this game or if we end up winning the lottery, those people can really just don't ever talk about the lottery anymore, because, you know, if we if we end up winning the lottery. Like it, it, it has been reformed because you don't have to be the worst team in the league to actually like get a top four or the number one overall pick anymore. Like you can just be in the ninth, you can be the ninth best team, which is what we are right now, and just you know still be able to, I guess, not fight for a, uh, not fight for you know the number one pick, but like 
you you don't need to purposely lose and you don't need to have a heart attack every single time like you win a game like because this kind this kind of kings team this kind of play makes me more proud to be a kings fan than really any form of tanking i think will bring you get what i'm saying yeah i mean if we you know tank every season what's the point of watching games at that point it's gonna be it's just gonna be boring <laughs> i mean yeah we've been like this for i don't know how many years so yeah why not uh give it a try and you know hit that eighth seed someday yeah one of these days i i mean i honestly i have them making the playoffs next year although that's a bold prediction again i don't even know like i have no clue what this what this uh this roster is gonna look like next year so but you know I think I think that good better days are ahead, and we we'll see I guess like what happens within these next few games. We'll be here to just kind of like you know keep an eye out on everything and you know keep track of everything that's going on and yeah we'll see what happens uh what happens these next few games and hopefully good things are coming. Yeah, we shall see. Well, I guess we'll see you guys in the OKC game tomorrow. Yes, I believe it is tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. We'll see you guys later.